Hi everybody, today we're gonna talk about how investors think about valuation. Uh, when I present the company giving workshops, I often hear the question, yeah, but that, you know, investors at startup stage don't really do the valuation. Uh, truth is, they do, but just the way they present it to you uh, may be a little bit different. So, uh, they maybe do not refer to valuation directly, but they are gonna talk about uh, the stake they're gonna take your company or and the amount that they're gonna invest, which is uh, a way to also talk about valuation. So the way investors uh, talk about valuation is often by referring to a target equity stake they wanna take in your company, meaning that according to the stage of development you are or according to the type of investors, uh, they're gonna expect or require X percent in your equity, right? And based on that, what they're willing to negotiate or where they're more flexible negotiating is the capital uh, that they are gonna invest in your company. Uh, this is particularly true for one type of investors, as I'm going to explain in a second. Um, but before going there, let me explain you what the link between uh, capital that they're going to invest, equity stake, and valuation is, uh, because maybe that's not clear to everybody. So uh, you have three variables, as we mentioned: valuation, equity stake, and investment. If you do investment divided by valuation, also referred to as post money. What you get is the equity stake that investors will get. You can also reverse the formula, so you can get that valuation is equal to amount of the investment divided by equity stake. Meaning that if uh, the equity stake is sort of fixed, which is not not really the case, but it could be let's say less less flexible, what it can vary is the uh, amount that they're going to invest. Still. That has an impact on the valuation that they're gonna pay. So, are they neglecting valuation? No, they're not. They're simply getting there from another angle. Uh, is valuation still important? Does it still play a role? It sure does. And as a matter of fact, every investor will always ask you, okay, so what's your valuation? That's the starting point of negotiation. Um, as, I, as I said, they're just uh, getting there from another perspective and they are framing that in a way that it sounds like I'm not talking about valuation, but truth is they all have an idea of what is a reasonable price for your company. Let's talk about the different appetite for uh, valuation and equity stake that investors desire based on the stage of development and based on the stage they are at. And let's start with the very basic or the very first moment where you might have to talk about equity stake and valuation, which is when you or your founding team uh, are still in the very early stage of the company, uh, maybe you don't even have a company yet, um, but you have another person joining the team. So let's say you have been a uh, few months, even one year or more down the road, you are two or three, and you get an additional person who joins the company. So there are a lot of debates, there, there are a lot of uh, different opinions on how much you should offer to this uh, additional co-founder Truth is, in this case, don't don't even talk about valuation. Focus on the incentives that this guy should have in order to get uh, to an exit. So uh, you have to imagine that this guy, if he becomes a co-founder, you're willing to actually give him any stake. You should be open to talk about uh, minimum, and I say minimum, 5%. If it's below, you know, that what you're willing to give is below 5% at that stage of the company, so before you maybe even have a legal entity, uh, then I would say you should have 
some reasonable concern uh, concerns that you're gonna uh, that he may not be incentivized for the long run so below five percent it's a, I would say a no-go uh, from anything north of five percent till the same amount that you and the and the other co-founders or the other founders have uh, that that's I would say the way to go um, so keep in mind incentives and uh, long run when uh, we do that kind of equation. The second step in, uh, in the development process of a startup with, where you're gonna be talking about valuation and equity stake and, and investment is when you actually raise capital, right? So we're talking about when you're gonna approach angels most likely, which applies to the majority of you. So how much should you offer to an angel? Truth is, angels uh, or a bunch of angels, uh, and for the record before I continue, uh, when I refer to the equity stake, I refer to the total equity stake you're going to be giving away uh, for this kind of investment, which means that there could be more than one investors joining the round. So you could even have a syndicate. All combined, that's the kind of equity stake or the target equity stake you're going to give away. So with angels, coming back to the point, uh, they are less sensitive in terms of how much or let's say how, uh, what is the equity stake they're going to get and they're more sensible about how much capital uh, they're gonna invest or how much capital they're willing to invest in a company, uh, which in turn also depend on uh, what could be the valuation of the company in the future or what is the valuation of the company today. So uh, in this case, we are talking about uh, investors taking up to, I would say 20% of your business. The reason is no more than 20% because that creates uh, too much dilution for the original founding team and as most startups will go through additional round of financing more than 20% away so more than 20% dilution uh, entails uh, a potentially a deal breaker for the next investors because in, the founders don't have enough in the company to A control, control it and B have incentives to bring a company to, a, a, to an exit so no more than 20% I would say the truth lies on average in between 10 and 15% for seed uh, for seed capital for angels um, the smarter the money the higher the stake can be uh, as I said before in another in another video make sure that if they offer mentoring and network and this kind of things uh, that they um, somehow clearly give you proof of how they can uh, add that value uh, truth is even if you have one percent stake in a company you should be willing to put some effort in helping the company because in the end of the day, you are one of the shareholders. So if it's just about sending an email, you do not need like a, a one or 2% incentive in your stake just to do an email. You know, you should be doing that nonetheless. The second step in the financing landscape or to say the second part in the financing landscape for startups uh, is constituted by uh, VC, capital, uh, VC firms, uh, early stage VC firms, meaning companies that invest in between stage seed to um, Series A, uh, very, very hardly you will find investors that invest pre-seed. It's true that uh, VC firms that invest pre-seed. It's true that uh, VC firms may invest pre-revenues. Uh, that's the case, uh, but not necessarily investing like pre-seed. Uh, that's, uh, that's very, very hard to find. There may be some, but yeah, very, very hard. So how much do this company want to get in your company? In this case, these guys have, are very stake-oriented. So they have in mind um, the stake they would like to get in your company 
and the the valuation they're willing to pay for your company. So the biggest part of the negotiation uh, lies in the capital they're going to invest. So if that's the case, so how can you prove that they shouldn't be investing more capital rather than less? And the answer is, to some extent, the valuation of the company in the future, meaning what could be the exit of that company in the future. As we said in another video before, uh, VCs want to have, uh, in most cases, companies that can reach 100 million turnover because they know that once you reach that, then you are most likely going to end up with a 1 billion turnover, right? So if you can prove that, then they are they usually are more willing to put in more capital if that's what's needed to get there. So they're very goal-oriented, very long-term, uh, yet they want to have a stake that ranges in between 15 to a max of 30%, maybe 35, I would say max 30%, with an average lying in 25%. So after early stage VC firms, you have later stage VC firms, or even called growth, uh, growth VCs, growth capital, you name it. So we're talking about series B to series C. So that's where uh, the stake is, the stake they're gonna take is less relevant and actually determining the valuation is, is uh, even more relevant is actually uh, the valuation is determined as a direct with a direct approach, you know, because uh, companies at that stage usually have track record, they've been existing for a while, they probably are comparable, so uh, it's easier on paper to apply traditional traditional valuation methods. Um, VCs at this stage uh, invest anything from five million and you know and north of that. Uh, they probably are like uh, analysts that do valuation and scenarios, etc. So. Uh, and they also don't see that many deals, right? So they can afford to spend more time per deal to do all the, uh, the due diligence. So how, how much do this guy want to take in your company? Well, series, C, uh, series B to C, we're talking about firms with substantial track record, most likely substantial growth. So the stake that they, the maximum stake they're willing, they, they know they can take is lower than series A. So instead of 30%, the maximum stake I would say it's, it's 20%. Uh, so it's in between yeah, 10 and 20% with uh, an average of 15. Uh, again, in this case, uh, there may be more firms joining the round. In that case, uh, also the decimals of the stake are more re relevant than uh, in the previous stages. So after series B and C, we get to companies investing in series D and E, and even be F in some cases. Uh, but say series uh, D and E, uh, here we're talking about uh, large investments and very high valuations. We're talking about uh, traditional valuation methods being applied. Uh, and here the equity stake is, and the amount they're gonna invest is actually calculated to, to the decimal or even, even like uh, uh, smaller than that. Um, the main variables in this case are indeed the valuation rather than the amount that they're gonna invest because the amount is pretty much determined by the company and uh, investors trust that, you know, at that stage of development, the companies know exactly how much they need. They probably have like CFOs uh, working there. So uh, it's all about what, you know, okay, let's figure out what's the valuation and determine how much equity we're gonna get and if it's acceptable. Here we're talking about uh, a stake which is up to 15% maximum uh, with 
an average being 10% and a lower bound being uh, 5%. And the final part, which is I would say more rare, uh, but is represented by those companies that raise capital pre-IPO. So here we're talking about companies that want to take a little bit longer to go to the public market, but they have in mind to get there and they just need a cash injection to uh, to get to the point where they feel that they are ready to maximize the valuation. Um, it, it's a kind of mechanism that can resemble a bridge financing. Um, so in this case, count the companies try to raise uh, just what it takes to get to the public market. Uh, and as a consequence, they try to keep the stake that they're going to give away to the minimum, uh, being represented by, in my view, 5%, which is the maximum that I've seen uh, being offered at that level. Uh, they know that when they go on the public market, in most cases, they're going to offer uh, quite a big part of the stake. Uh, can vary from 15 to you know 20, 25 percent. It depends on the case, but you know uh, as they are they are eyeing the public market, they want to make sure that they do not dilute too much. They just want to get there uh, when the timing is right. So that's kind of you know how a bridge financing may work. Um, okay, so I hope that this helps you to have like an idea of. Um, you know what it's considered acceptable and where the ranges for negotiations are uh, just to summarize you know even if you don't hear directly the, the the topic of valuation still it's part of the negotiation process and maybe you're going to discuss that in terms of the equity stake that they're going to take or the capital they're willing to invest uh, in both cases you're still talking about valuation so it's very important that uh, you have an idea of what your valuation could be because nonetheless you're going to need to uh, to provide argument for that to provide backing so make sure you have like you're prepared you did your homework you have an idea of even what a company can uh, can reach in terms of turnover in five ten years time or valuation because this is something that every investor at any stage will think about uh, that said thank you for, for watching and see you in the next video